Thank you for listening to the Caleb Hires Podcast. I'm here to help you win the war for love. If you're new here, subscribe or check out my website, calebhires.com, for more resources. This is part one of a conversation with my friend Mike Rosas, who has authored Leading the Revolutionary Generation. We talk about what that term means, the revolutionary generation, and how every age group is needed right now in order to see that generation come to its fullness. I hope you enjoy part one of that conversation. Today is going to be an amazing conversation uh, with my friend Mike, and he's actually, this is pretty cool, the chaplain of the Houston Rockets. That's awesome. And he's my first like basketball chaplain friend. Anyway, really cool. And he's actually been preaching the gospel for over 17 years and in front of tens of thousands of people. And he's challenging them to reveal Jesus to the nation and next generation for a revolution that will change the world as we know it. So this is my kind of people, man. I'm not into like the, you know, save to sit people. I'm into the saved and sent people. You know what I mean? Like, I like this guy. Anyway, he has authored two books and is currently working on his third book, which I really want. I want all of them, but the third one I'm really excited about because we just based a whole series about it at my church called Storytellers, and that's focused on empowering the church to get back to the roots of evangelism. But along with the ministry, he and his wife have an orphanage in Columbia, South America, and I'm going to go ahead and bring him on screen. And Mike, bro, thanks for being here. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you so much. Such a huge, huge honor to be with you. Just blessed. Uh, man, God is doing so many great things on the earth. So honored to be partnering with you. And I think this opportunity, this is incredible. No, thank you for being here. I'm super excited. My whole church already loves you. We need to bring you in to speak. Uh, we did it. We did this whole uh, family-wide thing. We have multiple campuses. And I told him, I was like, we're all going to focus on the testimony. So uh, right. it's been powerful. I know you've seen, I shared with you some of the videos. But Today, we're going to be focusing on your book that is out and has such an important message. And I am, I, for me, this is something that's, um, I'm seeing a lot on the earth. I'm seeing a lot of people start to talk like this. They start to bring this up. It's this Gen Z, uh, rev, uh, right, generation. But you've written this book, Leading the Revolutionary Generation, Empowering the Influencers of the Millennial and Post-Millennial Generations. I love that you call it the Revolutionary Generation. And everyone who's watching this now or later, you need to look in the show description because you can buy this book right now. Hit the link and go buy that book. Help my buddy out. He's here on his own time, just blessing us. So go bless him and buy that book. Make him sell out or give him good problems. I don't know. Go get that thing. Uh, And yeah, so we're going to talk about that. But my first question to you, Mike, and you can go anywhere you want with this is like, why, why are you calling it the revolutionary generation? Why is that the, the moniker? Why is that the language? You know, in a, in a time of just seeking the Lord, and I'll be honest, I wasn't seeking the Lord for the next generation. I was just reading the scriptures to, uh, to know the author. Um, the Lord dropped this one word in my spirit revolutionary. And so he said, I want you to research this and I want you to write a devotional to the next generation. And so I began to research it. I, I researched uh, 75 revolutionaries, good, the bad and the ugly, but individuals that had literally shaped nations. And uh, man, the the personality traits, the characteristics, even the quirks began to jump off the pages of these uh, biographies and websites that I was reading. And they made such a clear cut connection to the next generation. And so the Holy Spirit began to reveal to me through the scriptures 
this generation, every generation is called, you know, and a lot of the revolutionary generation is also a grace upon the generations on the earth now. But there's something specific and special about Gen Z, um, you know, even millennials and beyond, is that they have these unique characteristics and they also have a platform that was given to them to showcase those things. And so a lot of people might say, oh, you know, uh, you know, this person did it and they had ulterior motives, Satan, whatever the case may be. At the end of the day, Everybody plays in God's hand. I don't care who it is. And so all these things that God allowed them were for the purposes and furtherance of his kingdom and his purposes. And so as I saw that, you know, I saw a producer generation. God showed me this generation is going to change the world. And I got excited and I was like, yes, Lord, this is what we've been contending for. You know, a, a nation and nations, you know, Matthew 25, that are directed more towards Christ. And God was like, but we'll see, depending upon the church, if they change it for better or for worse. Right. And so that puts um, th that puts something in my hands to let me know that that I'm not just a bystander, I'm not just somebody on the sidelines. That God has placed, uh, you know, a small but a, a role in my hands. I got to fill out, and that is blessing, encouraging, pouring into, investing, uh, giving all my weapons so that they can take them further, faster, and holier uh, to change the world as we know it. Come on, so I hear you. I don't hear you saying what a lot of people are saying. Um, which is, I don't agree with what I'm about to say. They say things like it's, you know, this generation needs to, our generation who are the older needs to step aside and we got to let the new ones come. I mean, I agree with some of the people who are saying it, like they want to empower the next generation, but it seems to me that some, a lot of the conversation is about, all right, you, this age group is done and the next one, it's their time. And that's not really sat well with me. Um, and I, is that kind of what you're saying there, that it's really a, a cumulative effort, that there's a connection point and a need for all the age groups to, to see this thing happen the way the Lord showed it to you? A hundred percent. You know, he's a God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This um, this beautiful, sweet treasure uh, to the body of Christ is intercessor. She was about 82 years old. Um, she comes after one of my events, and she uh, grabs both my hands, and she says, Mike, when you cross the Jordan, don't forget us. And she begins to cry. And I look back in her eyes and I said, we can't make it without you. Come on. So, so it's this aspect of like, God doesn't look past, right? It's not retirement in God's eyes. It's repositioning. And as we reposition, their value increases. It does not decrease. You look at anything on the earth and, you know, uh, basketball cards, uh, comic books, cars, all these things, the older they get, the greater value they they hold. And so a lot of my book is about empowering the uh, what I call the veterans in the faith, those who have walked well, who have a good testimony to help share that. In Hebrews 11, too, God speaks to us in uh, you know, Hebrews 11, the Hall of Faith. Yeah. And he says, he says, those that went before you, the elders, um, they did this with a good testimony and, and the testimonies of God and God saying, Hey, if I can, if I can hold them, if I can sustain them, if I can help them to finish well, then I can also help you. So without their examples, right. we won't make it. We won't get across the Jordan into this promised land. Come on. I love that. You said that to her, that we can't make it without you. And that's so true. And God is a God of generations, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, just like you said. And I really love the, the empowering uh, spirit, the empowering uh, posture you're bringing this and how you're putting tools in the hands of those who would lead and not just like saying, all right, sit down, right? Like get out of here. You did, you did your best. Go home. You tried. Now let the young bucks do it. No, 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 no. I love that you said not retiring, but repositioning. Can you speak to that a little bit more? Like maybe uh, talk through that 
that example because we just have you know maybe some people watching who feel like they're supposed to retire and just like coast or whatever but maybe they're hearing for the first time no it's not about retiring it's about repositioning and what could that look like in uh when leading this next generation well for sure so you know a, a lot of what we have to understand millennials is gen z is that we are the answer to prayer of the greatest generation of Gen X, fill in the black. And so who we are is in God's timeline and plan, but it's also it's also because of those who have labored and prayed and interceded before us. And so if you pull up the book cover real quick, I don't know if you can do that, but on the book cover, there's a, a flag. And so it's kind of become uh, emblemic of what we do. But uh, but back in the day in the in the old wars and the world wars um, and, and before they had a person that would that would carry a flag. Uh, the flag bearer. And so wherever the flag bearer was, if I was an 18 year old soldier that was just trying to stay alive and kill whatever enemies on the other side and further our mission, I could look back to the flag bearer to see where the direction of the war was going. If I got injured, I could go back to the flag and I could find safety because more of my, you know, more of my fellow soldiers were there. And so the flag bear was a person that number one, showed the direction of the battle and number two, help brought health to, um, you know, to, to hurts, to pains. It was a safe place. Well, they have another, they have another word that they have for the flag bear. They call them standard bearers. And what I see the previous generation is the standard bearers. They are the one who are carrying the flags. Why? Because they've been through the failures. They've been for decades serving Christ. They've seen these nations come up and come down. And because of their faithfulness, they have the wisdom and the agility to move forward. And if myself as 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 an elder millennial, Gen Z, if I can look at the path they've already blazed, if I can look at that trail, it's going to allow me to go easier, faster, and hopefully holier to accomplish more in a shorter amount of time. And that brings both of us honor, not just the early, the the later generations. Yeah. Come on. I I've heard it said that like we're to be um, their floor, not their ceiling or whatever. Our ceiling is. Yes. And I love that raising a standard and uh, the standard bearer, the flag bearer and finding your way. uh, If you feel lost or injured, what a picture that that is incredible. I'm glad you brought that up and we have it on the screen there because as far as like a mission or an assignment on the the elder generation, I, what could be more important? I mean, what could be more? In, that's inspiring. Like I'm I'm a I'm a millennial, but that if I were I just feel like if I were sitting here listening to this and I was you know 60, 70, like what an incredible mandate and mission and an important position in the war for love, you know, in the in this moment. So I I don't know. Um, if you've gotten like a lot of direct feedback from that generation yet on this, but have, how do you see people, you know, being doing that? Or do you have examples of, of people in your life who have done it or, mm-hmm. or, or can you frame it for us just to further that, that picture for us? You know, um, so anytime I say anything negative about the church, I put myself at the front of that statement because I am, I'm part of the church. And so a, a lot of times as a church, we position the older generation as they have the money to to expedite the work of, of the younger generations. And that's not what the father sees, Come on. nor has he in heart, because what happens is if I am if I am an elder veteran in the faith and they think that it's just my money, it's going to push the church forward. Then I'm going to focus on making more money because I'm helping the church more. And so what happens is that anything not leading to more of Christ, I don't think is right, is, is the ultimate goal. Come and on. so I think there's an aspect to that, but I think the same thing 
you know, you may have a 25 year old dot com billionaire. And so, hey, you use your money too I- to fund the church. And so, um, so for myself, anytime I see somebody who has served faithfully, right? Not always finished well, obviously, because they're moving forward. Uh, but especially intercessors, I, I love people that pray because they get it. So when I see those those intercessors that are 70, 80 years old, and they've been praying for 40 years, I'm just like, I, I'm just like a fan. I just want to know. I want to know what they read. I want to know how they pray. I want to know what they pray, what time they pray, because mm. the experiences they have, I, it can, it can propel my spiritual walk in a short amount of time. So, you know, you know, fathers in the faith, anytime I see somebody who's older in the faith and they've done well for decades, I buy anything they have. I support everything they have. And, and I try to show up for their events and not just for what I can get from it, but also to show them you still have value and wow. what you say matters. And so, um, and, and you know, cause you know, that's the father's heart is that we all go into this war together. And so I think there's a great value in that. And, and, and I think, you know, um, you know, I, I have a, I have a spiritual father, Doug Stringer, and he's somebody who has served faithfully for decades. And so like anything that comes out of his mouth, I'm, I'm, I'm reading it, right. I'm, I'm, I'm meditating on it. I, I bring my family, like he sends this monthly letter, uh, an email. And so, um, you know, I'll bring my family around. Hey, like this is what the, the Lord's talking to, to Doug. And, uh, and, you know, and anytime the Lord, you know, cause me and my wife, me and my wife, Lydia, we talk about a lot of the, the projects, things we're seeing in the spirit. And so for us, whenever we see a father or mother in the faith, talk about the same thing, co-signing on it, that excites me because that shows me that number one, it's the, it's the same spirit. But then number two, it shows me that somebody that's more mature and more, uh, you know, has walked the walk longer um, also is hearing the same thing from the Lord. So there's just such value. And, uh, and, you know, for us, we look at every way possible to be able to empower that generation because God forbid that they die without passing on the uh, the strategy and the blueprints to the battles that they won. Um, wow. in, the, in Joshua, when Joshua was leading the Israelites out, um, God speaks to him and he was like, I left some of these nations because y'all don't know how to fight. And so I'm like, God, God forbid that I don't know how to fight. So I'm, you know, if, if you look at the books on my, if you look at the books on my, on my library, um, the majority of them are dead. And, uh, you know, men and women that have walked faithfully and I, I want to know what they have. And I don't want a generation to miss out on the brilliance of the of the A.W. Tozer, of the Leonard Ravenhill, of the David Wilkerson, of, you know, of these, you know, all these books on theology, just men and women that drank deep in the faith because mm-hmm. they hungered after the father's heart. And they weren't trying to get X amount of Facebook followers or Instagram followers right. or create a platform. They just wanted as much of him and they wanted to give that freely. Come on, that's so good. Thank you for listening to the Caleb Hires podcast today. I want to help you win the war for love. So go to calebhires.com, sign up for my newsletter, and check out all the amazing resources available there. I'll see you soon.